and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. I'm Madeline and I'm here with Alice. Hello. And Oscar. Howdy. Hey. So today we're going to tell you about Company, which is on at the Gilgood Theatre, and Hades Town, which is on at the National. So, first things first, key thing that we need to address is mm-hmm. Alice, please say you're going to regale us with a top tip. My top tip this week is that Regent's Park Open Air Theatre is opening their new season. Booking opens at 11am on Tuesday the 18th of December. So everybody get it in your diaries now. Yeah. And they are doing Our Town, which is a play, opera, Hansel and Gretel. And they're doing A Midsummer Night's Dream, which I really want to see. That would be But lovely. the thing that I'm excited about is Evita. Oh, oh yes. That's my, that is my major, I've never seen Evita. No, I haven't. I. I am I would be desperate and in that this, setting. This I was about to say, this would be a good way to see it because there was a production recently at the Phoenix and we kept thinking, should we go? But it kind of was having these middling reviews. Yeah. But I feel like this will give it a new, fresh breath of life and do something a bit different. And Jamie Lloyd is directing. That's going to be exciting. He'll do something really different and fresh and original with it. Now, it seems like a long way away to be booking a summer outdoor open air theatre. So the only advantage of doing it, in my opinion, is there's a couple of cheap seats that I book every year um, and they are in row O for Asker and they're above the walkways basically so when you go on the website you'll see there's a sort of like bit missing from the seating plan and behind that there's this cheaper set of seats it's O62 62 to 66 I think and on the other side it's O20 20 to 24 and as always please sit auditorium left if you're going to a matinee because that's where <laughs> the shade comes first but those seats are really reduced so if you book in advance just book those ones. Or if you want to spend the money, spend the money. But also, because it is the open air theatre, you can usually go on the day or nearer the time and you know what the weather's going to be like and get tickets. But, you know. So that's public booking opening at 11am on Tuesday the 18th of December for the open air theatre Regents Park. Fantastic. I'm going to ask Alice and Oscar about company. Those two have been absolutely dying to see this for so long and we have not talked about this. This is fresh reactions. Guys, please tell me. Did you love it? Oscar first. Absolutely loved it. Oh my God, I'm so pleased. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was amazing. Do you know anything about it? Because I didn't when I went to see it. I don't it. think I do. I think I think I do, but I don't. Yeah, I kind of went into it thinking that I, what I thought it was, was about couples, but actually it's about this central character called Bobby. And that's usually played by a man, but they've got it played by a woman. And she's 35 and she's single and she's not really interested in settling down. And she kind of goes and sees all her friends that are couples. They're like little vignettes. She goes to all these couples and she's, she, you can see she's just like, I do not want any piece of this really. I love you, but not for me. Yeah. And then by the end of it she kind of sings this so- what's the big song at the end called Oscar well by the the end of the first act ends with a song called Marry Me a Little which okay. is where you start to see her her slightly her viewpoint slightly changing when she starts to think that actually maybe I don't want to be alone she's dating these three guys that are sort of not right for her one's sort of a bit of an idiot and one of them they're all a bit of idiots mm-hmm. in their own sort of way and she's starting to think actually maybe you know, or one of them actually said that he wanted to marry her at one point and she's like, oh, have I missed my chance? Did I overlook? Mm. But it's too late now, he's moving on. So okay. it's kind of, then there's this shift and then in the second half, it's her deep, more, I guess, examining more um, whether she does want to be married, whether she does want to settle down. And all these couples that she's looked at before and gone, yeah, you're clearly like 
you're both really neurotic and it sounds like you're not really that into it they she, you get to revisit those couples and she starts realizing that maybe it's not as bad as she thought it would be really doesn't she and patty lapone does a song oh my god oh my god it was everything and more it was brilliant yeah and we had let's talk about seats i went and did day seats i went and queued in the morning um bright and early 8 30 or 8 45 i got there i got the last two though fuck they literally had run out because it varies they don't have like a a set amount i don't think they kind of usually have some on the front row because i saw some of my day seat buddies down there but <laughs> we had a box right on the side oh my god how fancy and it was bizarre you go into it and we're just like sat in this box and then basically we decided at the interval that we would record the podcast with our little microphone uh-huh. we'd do a little bit about what we thought of the show and then suddenly realized we're sort of sat up in this side box like commentators really oh my god we're sat right up against the stage during the interval and we get our little mic out and we do a little record and basically what you'll hear now when we throw to the interview is basically yes. us joking about the fact that we look like we're some sort of proms commentators. Yeah. I like to think of it more like we're... Um, what's the lady in, um, singing in the rain? And she's always sat at the radio and she's like, oh, and Lena Lamont has walked in in a beautiful... <laughs> do you remember that? I'm thinking of you more as like those two old guys in the Muppets that always sit in the box talking oh, about absolutely. everything. <laughs> it does look a little bit like we're commentators. We're sat in the little <laughs> side box with our microphone. <laughs> Doing and now the curtain is down on Act One of Stephen Sondheim's Company, live from the Gilgood Theatre in London. And what a wonderful night it is, Oscar! It's just so brilliant. The stars are out in force here tonight. <laughs> the stars are out here in force tonight, aren't they, Oscar? So I've seen. Do it in order of relevance and importance. In reverse order, so least to best. So we've got Claire Sweeney. You know she's here. She's huffing it on. <laughs> Trying to get her next job. She's up in the balcony Somebody somewhere. Somebody find me. Um, Christopher Biggins is here, obviously. When is, he's probably here every night. And then I saw Rich Curtis. So that was quite an exciting one. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I'm sure he's loving it. I'm it's very, at it's very, this is very like Love Actually, the musical. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I All the different that. couples. Um, so what, what are we thinking of company well so i knew far. nothing about this show before we came so I, I am loving it i think it's absolutely amazing i think it's so f- i've laughed all the way through yeah it's, it's like it's, it's like a, it's a musical play to use that word again like it's a proper play it's the scenes aren't just sort of filler they're really proper comedy properly well-written scenes and then brilliant songs do you know what else it's giving me um vibes of is sex in the city how she has these boyfriends and they all have a bit and they're sitting on a park bench and he sort of declares himself to be really stupid and doesn't really understand his talking about his roommate and she's like okay and then she's got this other boyfriend and then they go out and he's like i'm moving back to cape cod because i want to get a wife and she's like right okay and then she goes to a gay husband and i'm like this is this is very like carrie bradshaw-esque yeah, the way they've updated it has... Well, it's made it seem more current and relevant. And, yeah, it does have a bit of a Sex in the City vibe. And her gay best friend. That's probably the best bit, like, so far. I have loved her gay friends. Yes, and that works really well. Because, obviously, usually that's a woman, uh, you know, the neurotic wife, singing that she doesn't want to get married. But it does work perfectly for a sort of neurotic he was, queen. He was, like, sweating buckets. And then he does this song. And it's almost a rap. It's so quick. And every word is... 
it is very very funny and he's like having a bit of a mental breakdown and at the end people clapped and was cheering and everyone was like yeah you did it didn't they and the staging of it was really clever as well we haven't had that much Patti Lapone yet but her big number um, that Elaine Stritch originally did The Ladies oh. Who Lunch that comes in the second half remind me of this song is that the one that they wrote for Elaine Stritch specifically for her no Elaine Stritch was in the original production of Company right. and that was the song that she sang and then it kind of became one of her big like iconic songs that she would do oh. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. It's so, great seeing so Patti Lapone. The other, um, some other actors that are in this that we have seen and other things that we loved, one of her boyfriends is played by... Richard Fleisman. Richard Fleisman, who we adored in Urine Town. We went to see it again when it got moved to a different theatre, but he wasn't in it when we went to see it the second time. Oh yeah, time. and then when it transferred, it was... Um, oh, what is he called? The other actor who's now also in this. Uh, Matthew... Seedon Young, if you've I want to say. Right, I, I think will... I have off the top of my head. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm really, I'm absolutely. And that's the bell. It. And that is means that the bell? that's the bell. I, just I haven't it. even had a wee. Right, that's what we need to start. Right, wrap it up, Os. Wrapping it up. So we're going into Act Two. I, I don't really know what, you know where this is going. I've only ever listened to it, I've never seen it. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I can't wait to see Patty Lapone do Ladies Who Lunch. I'll drink to that. <laughs> As you can hear, the on track is still playing. That was so good. It was amazing. Oh my god, there's Patty Lapone. Why is Patty Lapone just walking across the stage? Because she, you know, checks his stage left and Mama needs to be stage right. That was a bit funny, wasn't it? Yeah, that is weird. I thought she was going to walk over and say, Stop recording! Oh, look, what he's are going you now. doing? So what's he doing? There's people just walking. Well, oh my god, what an Lucky uplift. we're here to do the commentary. Yes, thank goodness. Patty Lapone's just walked back the other way again. It's fascinating stuff. Patty, what are you doing? Oh, what an amazing show. That was so good. I feel like, even though that was written, how long ago? Woo! Oh, massive orchestra that you can see up at the top Yeah, there. they even got some strings up there. And that the sound was... is amazing in here. You can the... really hear the big brassy... Yeah, and all the singers were... You could hear them perfectly, crisply, clearly. That's brilliant. So, Patti Lapone's song really lived up to expectations, didn't it? Oh, yeah, she nailed it. She nailed it, but she she knew when to hold yeah. back. She did it kind of differently than Elaine Stretch yes. has done it, and she picked her moments, and they singing it to a female Bobby made it really different when she sung about um, Here's to the Girls Who Just Watch... Because that was, like, directly aimed at her then, when that wouldn't usually be aimed at Bobby. Oh, true. So it made, like, the whole second half of that song, like, much more personal to that situation. Oh, I didn't really see it at that level, Oscar. What do you know what I mean? When she said, you know, here's to the girls just watch with a glass of scotch, like, that was Bobby, but that's not usually, obviously, the case. So I thought that was, you know, it was even more... Added a whole new dimension. I think the whole thing, just like so many levels, were so different in this. And also, I felt like at the very end, her her number, ro- ro- how does you pronounce her name? Rosaline, Rosaline. Rosalie Craig. Rosalie's Craig. Rosalie Craig's number at the end. Being alive. Being alive was so beautiful, but without being that 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 was quite sort of tender wasn't it yeah she didn't do like a big brassy no, roses turn it wasn't an Emma Staunton kind of gypsy vibe it was more because she's, she's a plucky young you know I know she's 35 but she is a she's yeah. sort of like she's quite she is young and she sort of just has that moment where she realises that actually she's alone and she actually would quite like yeah. somebody to disrupt her night's sleep it's such a clever song that it's basically just the same verse sung through twice 
and it means something totally different the, f- the second time. You know, the first time she says, you know, someone told you too close, and then the second time she's singing it, she's saying that that's, that's really what, she, what wants. she wants. Yes. Yeah. It's such a clever, clever song. It really is. It's amazing, it? yeah. Oh, there's so much to talk about. So much to talk about. I feel like we should start a spin-off of this show, of this Just podcast. Called... Sometime Appreciation Society. The Sometime Appreciation Society. We are the Sometime Appreciation Society. Yeah, spin-off series. And in short, we the Sometime Society. The SAS. <laughs> oh, no, that's not going to work, is it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The SAS, yeah. <laughs> I'm um... part of the SAS. Like, oh, my God. They look, like, I didn't know women could be in that. Sometime Appreciation Society. Yeah. Oh, and the theatre is emptied behind us from our box, and we're, I think we're now being kicked out. So we'll talk more about this at a later date, but we've had the best night. Oh, we really have. It's fantastic. Company, lots of company. Life (laughs) is company. Good night. Okay, so that was lovely hearing you guys, and I loved hearing the music at the end there. That sounds amazing. So obviously we've talked about, in previous podcasts as well, Oscar, you love Sondheim so much. Did this feel one of the, his best? Why Why does this feel very much a Sondheim show? It's very classic Sondheim, I guess, because it's about... Well, it was quite original at the time because it didn't have a storyline. It's not like a classic musical of the time. It's just about a person and other couples. It's vignettes, like you've already said, Al. So that was quite... Um, unusual for the time and the way it's structured as well the couples come in and out of different scenes without actually being there so it was quite edgy and different and it does kind of what he does best like it's the songs are about characters they don't move the story because there is no story they move the emotional story in a Mm. sondheim piece so i think that and this demonstrates yes exactly and this is all about characters um and it just feels like this show felt so fresh it's from 1970 and i feel like you could almost never do it with a man again Oh, wow, like, really? Because this just felt so... Like, with a man, it's kind of a bit like... I've never seen a production with a man, so I can't really say. But with the original setting of a male Bobby, it's a guy. He doesn't want to settle down. It's a story we've seen a million times, yeah. really. He's kind of... And, you know, everyone's sort of telling him, oh, you've got to settle down, Bobby. You know, like how people say that to men, but it's kind of jokey because he's a bachelor. It's kind of accepted. Mm. But, you know, find yourself a girl. Whereas this one just had that sort of... You know, they're talking to a woman, a 35-year-old woman. It has so much different resonance. And when other female characters are talking to her, so they flip the genders of the couple. Not only have they got a gay couple, but even the straight couples, they've changed the dialogue. So the woman now does... They've changed it round. So Bobby would have been in the original talking to his male friend of the couple. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's she's talking to the female member of the couple often. And so the advice just comes across... Feels different, doesn't it? Women giving other women advice. Mm. It It just has a different resonance. Bridget Jones, which I think a few of the reviews have said, it's kind of relevant for kind of the modern day London that we live in where it's like ghosting, gaslighting, But she's not... She's just... It's so refreshing to see somebody... She's got. She looks amazing. She's really not that fast. Yeah. She's got three guys that she's seeing. She brings a guy back like one night, and she's just like he wants to talk, and she's like, let's just have sex. And you know, she just doesn't really need. She's. Just, it's just really refreshing to see somebody that's not desperate. Cool. Yeah. Oh god. So, so I'm definitely going again. Yeah. I just don't know if I'll go again once, twice, three times a lady. Yeah. But Ruby, when she comes back from her travels, because this is on until the March. end of March. Yeah. So, so I'll so be going when Ruby gets back, because I think she'll love it. And do you think it'll transfer? To Broadway? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah, question. They love it there, because it's a, a classic on time, and it's been on Broadway a few, you know, quite a few times. 
I'm sure it will go over there. I'm not sure if this cast will go. I'm not sure how long this cast is staying, if Patty and Rosalie are staying all the way till March. But this version by Marion Elliott is just... It's just so fresh. It makes it feel so current as if it was a brand new musical that he'd written. So I think it would definitely go to Broadway. It's fantastic. And do you want a company-inspired cocktail? Oh, do I ever. Oscar, 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 when you give me a cocktail, Oscar. <laughs> That's that yeah, it sounds just like that, Madeline. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Like I felt like I was there. Oh, cheers. 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 Delicious. I love a pink drink. Oh, it smells, um, my favourite hun, pink grapefruit. Obsessed. So this is called Three's Company, because there's three of us. Oh. And in the show, Bobby's always drinking scotch. So I thought I'd make something with scotch. And we've got that lovely 808 scotch whiskey still, which yep. we used once before. Mm, what else is in it? So it's just three, Three's Company, three ingredients. It's scotch, <gasps> grapefruit juice, and some honey syrup. Is that all that is, hun? Well, it is a ginger and honey syrup, so it's kind of four ingredients. But the ginger and honey syrup is one thing. And then scotch and grapefruit. It's lovely, oh, isn't it? Lovely. How come it's... Oh, it's because you've shaken it. I was like, why has it got a wee frothy bit? And that's just... Shook it on ice. It. Do you like it, Al? I really like it. It's very strong. Yeah, Sunday, hun. <laughs> I was going to do a vodka stinger, because that's in The Ladies Who Lunch. That's what um, Patty Lapone's character is drinking. But I then found out a vodka stinger is just vodka and creme de menthe. Whoa. So it, basically, it's a minty vodka drink. So Sounds she's disgusting. Sort of sitting at this bar, drinking in a martini glass, this green liquid, and you're like, "Oh, I wonder what's in that." Mm. That's disgusting. That's, That's vodka. I think it was made as like an after dinner aperitif to freshen your breath and kind of cleanse the palate. But sounds gross. Yeah, totally gross. Do you remember Maduri? No mm. Garish green. But that's drink. like melon at least. Yeah, not mint. Oh, so you should have made something with Maduri, so we all had green drinks. Like, well, I don't own Maduri. So That's for our Wicked podcast, hun. Oh my We're God. saving yes. that. We should totally do that. Mm. We should go see Wicked again. I love it. I've seen it twice. I th- yeah, I've seen it twice. Yeah. <gasps> right. Anyway, enough about things we want to see. Let's talk about something we- that you guys have seen. You went to see Hades Town at the National. I know nothing about this. Tell me. Well, nor did we going in, but other than <clears throat> it's based on... It was a sort of a concept album to begin with, slash theatre show um, using kind of amateur local thespians in Vermont um, by an artist called... How would you say that name? Anis Mitchell? Oh, I know exactly how you say you? it. You pronounce it Anais. Anais Mitchell. Mm. Anais so she, Mitchell. she wrote this sort of concept album and this play, and it's now obviously been developed they did an off-broadway run it's now come here and it's got a broadway run already booked in for after this and it is the telling just like mythic it's a telling of um a greek myth again nice including hades and persephone all the characters we know and love from oh mythic. there we go but instead of a sort of pop um take on it this is a bluegrass um blues jazz rock and roll kind of new orleans vibe. Okay. So it's about Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, he is a sort of songwriter, the most beautiful voice in the world, and he meets Eurydice, who, she was fantastic. She's played by Eva Noblezada, who was in Miss Saigon that you saw, Alice, and um, she's fantastic. Yeah, so it kind of opens. The band's on stage. It's in the Olivier. Big, big stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like a bar, like a bluesy kind of bar. A band all around the edge. Live music. So it's got this great sound. The opening really backing singers come down, these girls and they're kind and of... And then this old guy who's leading us through the story. Um, 
he's kind of telling the tale, this really, really old guy, and he sort of speaks in rhyme, and it kind of leads into it's like song. There's a drum beat going, and everyone's like, whoa! That kind of, like, yeah. jazz vibes. And, and you're they like, sort of introduce oh, yeah. all the band, don't they? Yeah, they introduce all the band, and you're like, this is cool, this is cool. And then the story kind of starts, and he's kind of off narrating it, and then um, these two characters come on, and you see their love story start. Because remember, at the end of Myth- uh, Mythic, yeah. it's kind of the story of winter and summer. So at the beginning, it's summer, and Persephone comes up, to um to the to the land of the living and then she goes down and in the winter it gets so cold that the even Obazada character is sort of freezing to death and he's so busy trying to write this amazing song to bring back the old ways that he sort of forgets about her so she sells her soul to to the devil to go down into the underworld where it's warm and she sort of promised all these things and she thinks that'll be he then realizes that's where she's gone so he's like I'm gonna go on this quest to go and get her, basically. Oh. And it's kind of basically all sung through. And the bits that aren't sung through are spoken, but kind of in rhyme with musical backing. So like Mythic, where it's just, yeah, mm. the whole thing. And even Obasada has some beautiful songs, and her voice is amazing. Really? And I recognised it. It's so distinct. It's like a Cynthia Revo kind of, you know, yeah. when you hear it and you think, oh, I know exactly who it is. Yeah. And, um... I saw her miss I gone and loved her in that. So that was for me like the best part was watching her and listening to her sing. But we said at the interval, Oscar said, I really hope they get her, they give her a belter. Uh-huh. You know, and you're like, I know what she can do. Yeah. And that let girl, her perform. Let her go because she can, it's easy. This is easy for her. Yeah. But they and never she do. never did. Oh. Unfortunately. Um, but the, let's start with the people that we loved, which I thought Hades and Persephone, they've been with the show from its, from the beginning. They were in the off Broadway. They're on the, concept album um patrick page played hades sounds like tom waits like oh, the deepest right. deep gravel, deepest gravelly voice and persephone is amber gray and she kind of reminded me of like in the film version they'd get helen and bonham carter to play it maybe yeah. she's in a little <laughs> black dress she carries this little um wicker bag and she's always got a bottle of booze and she comes into the bar when it's summer and she's like i'm here that's it's summertime we're all it's drinking high. she's this really wild sort of and she was great she had so much personality and I loved her. The chorus was good because it's based on a Greek thing. Again, they have a Greek chorus of, yeah. who sort of dance and sing. They have the Fates, who are the three, like a three close harmony. And their songs are great. They did these little close harmony Love singings. Um, and then we have Reeve Carney, who plays Orpheus, the main sort of the guy who's writing the song. And he, he was in... Um, Spider-Man on Broadway, the ill-fated U2, oh, Julie yuck. Taymor, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark musical. He was then in Penny Dreadful, the TV series. Yep. He played Chris, uh, not Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> Dorian Grey. <laughs> Dorian Grey. And the, he's just, he's in the wrong show. Oh, like, Christ. he's in a different show. It was like, jarring. It was so jarring. They needed somebody more earthy okay. to play this this musical yeah, there was... He's just too much of a white Spider-Man boy. And his voice is That's very jarring. Is he American? Yeah, uh, yes. And he's got this kind of weird falsetto-y voice where it was almost comical sometimes. He would start singing a song and it'd be like, ooh, like a bit flight of the Concords. Oh, God. That high-pitched sort of like jokey David Bowie, you know that... It just wasn't... Basically, he needs to be in Rock of Ages or Bat Out of Hell. It ju- it does make me hesitate to recommend the show. That's the problem. Okay. That and the fact that it is it is overlong. So there are some bits that just... Some of the... Because it's all sung through. Some of the songs, they do a Donald Trump sort of related song about a wall, putting up, building this wall around Hades town. Mm-hmm. 
and like it's like yeah we get it, it that went on, on too long four minutes oh geez you're like and that then, song needs to be trimmed a lot of the songs in it i felt were brilliant them. but needs to be trimmed yeah because they're not sort of catchy tunes that you come out singing there they're sort of blues kind of it felt a bit indulgent it felt like the people that wrote it were yes. just like this is amazing let's re- repeat 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 it needs an edit oh, it yeah. needs an edit whereas some of my, my favorite song now that the chips are down <laughs> that one that the three fates sang in close harmony was really cool and that was really short and sweet and i wanted more and it's mm. good that I didn't get it because you want to be with every song left wanting a bit more mm. of it. Whereas some of them I thought I want a bit less. Yeah. So it needs a good edit and then I would wholly recommend it, I think. Some people loved it. Most of the stalls stood up, gave standing ovation. Oh, mm. the night we went. I just felt like it, I really wanted to give it a standing ovation because I love that live music. It reminded me of Girl from the North Country. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like you're describing it as like if Mythic and Girl from the North Country had a baby, yes. this is it. A baby or a three-way with three-penny opera. Oh, yeah, ah, the we saw opera, there. Three penny off. <laughs> three yeah, penny. Well, same thing. Yeah, but um, it was that kind of okay. dark vibe. But just too long that it didn't hold your interest right to the end. And it is a Greek myth. That's what Mythic did well. It was kind of short, campy, poppy, and moved through. And at the end, they made a joke about, oh, that's what the story is about. Whereas this was like, yeah, we get it. There's not that much meat on the bone here. He, j- it's just about you know, yeah. We heard so you the tenth time. Yes, let's move it along. And if they had of, and if he wasn't in it, I'd recommend going to see it. I would, if someone wanted to do a day seat or a Friday rush for £15, I would still recommend it. Okay, so that sounds like maybe a kind of a a bit of a middling review there. What's Mm. the the other reviews been like? Is it do, like, was it busy? Was the theatre busy? Theatre was busy and the reviews have basically been good, but I think a lot of people have mentioned him and that his, his, his vocal quality and his, I think people have said similar things about him. Um, I haven't read that many reviews. But they've been good. And I think, I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's good. I just think £15, but it's not worth lots of money. Okay, cool. But it is a good show. And if you like live music as well, if you're one of those people that prefers live music to theatre, then I think you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah. Because of the live band. They're fantastic. Cool. Okay, so that's been interesting reviews this week, guys. Thank you so much for telling me about Company. I feel incredibly inspired um, and really, really definitely want to go and see that. And I think seeing some legends, like seeing people like Patti LuPone is important, you know. Mm. So thank you very much for listening. And please follow us at Theatre Club Pod on Twitter and Theatre Club Podcast on Instagram, where you can see our cocktail of this week. And I feel pretty drunk, actually, if I'm <laughs> honest. So, yeah, I would encourage everyone to make this. We're recording this on a Sunday. I'm pretty much ready for another one. So if we could do that, that'd be fabulous. Chin chin. I'll drink to that. <laughs>